Take one. Banshees and booze. <laughs> How I got. So I guess the first thing we were going to say is that it's weird we're talking into mics without our voices being amplified. That's the first thing I want to say. That I is, feel like it needs to be like through a speaker. We needed an amp. It's like we're just pretending as kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, girls just don't want to have fun. See, I went immediately to fake newscaster. Uh, like, that was our take time. it, that, Susan. That yeah. really explains our youth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had my Fisher Price. Did you have like those yes, Fisher absolutely. Price with the mic attached? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was once on my front lawn, like, just singing Cindy Lauper into my Fisher-Price mic, and the neighbor pulled up. His name was Tom. He owned a pastry shop. Okay. And he got out the car, and he heard me singing, and I did that thing where I acted like I knew he was hearing me. Oh. And I was like, hi, girl. Hi, Tom. Hi. Here's Tom, everybody. There's Tom. And there was no one else around but him, and I just was so embarrassed. Because, you know, I'm not a singer, so. You're a singer, <clears throat> Amy. You sing. I love to sing. I'm a terrible no that's what my acting teacher said to say if you're ever in an audition and they're like can you blah 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 say i love to blah 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 (laughs) no way because that doesn't say yes i can or no i absolutely cannot oh i get it i I love love to sing to underwater weld (laughs) (laughs) i love to speak in a german accent (laughs) it's my thing yeah hi tom this was all yeah hi hi, hi, tom my fisher price thing this will shock you it was just full of me doing all the lines from the little mermaid of course of course it was just over and over and over again yeah because you were young when the little mermaid came out i was yeah and you still sing little mermaid every day i don't know what what you're talking about (laughs) Um, i was not wearing a mermaid tail yesterday in a swimming pool stop it i was I didn't let them take a picture because I was really bad at it. You were bad at being a mermaid? (laughs) (laughs) It's what I've always feared. Um... (laughs) Uh, but I also knew. So I what also, I was feared, I cannot swim with the tail. I can't swim with the tail. I can't. I was watching the other people use the tail, and I was going, that is not a skill set I possess. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, give it the old Harvard try. Mm, um, good for you. I did, and I got it on. I did one flip, 1,400 muscles. I didn't know I had cramped immediately. You flip turned? No. Oh, oh, oh. I did, a, I did this. The, the, oh, you flipped. The, you th- oh. And it was just all of my muscles went, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to drown in the seven foot pool wearing a mermaid tail today. Uh, Maybe another day, though. What a way to go. Yeah. I uh, like to think that uh, that flip is what started the earthquake. Because <laughs> that's just science. The butterfly effect. Yeah. The mermaid effect. If a... If Tammy flips, flips her mermaid tail, tail in a, a seven-foot seven foot pool, then the, the earth, earth will, will shake. shake. There it is. That will be on your tombstone. Thank you. Speaking of tombstones, this is Banshees and Boo, a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage, and it's our first live episode. Yay, give yourselves a round of applause for being here, and so I can check the levels. Great. Tammy, I didn't know you had so many cool friends. I thought I was your only one. Yeah, no, you definitely are. Okay. Um, 
Uh, yeah, no, we're very excited to be doing this live episode. Yeah. And um, we thought it would be important to take this opportunity to explain to some of our live audience members what we like to do here on the podcast. Uh, it's called Banshees and Booze. Yeah. We get drunk and talk about ghosts. Yes. The end. Because we're afraid. <laughs> so it was uh, born out of real experiences mm-hmm. um, where, I mean, I... I, with a girl, some girlfriends of mine got drunk at the Estes Park Hotel in Colorado where Steven Spielberg (laughs) wrote E.T. And God, were we scared. Uh, But where was home? That's how drunk I was. I'm like, (laughs) where's Spielberg? Um, It it was uh, where Stephen King and his wife stayed um, the night before they were closing down for the winter um, and a big storm came in. They were the only guests and it was so spooky. He wrote The Shining there. And so The Shining is based on this hotel. My girlfriends and I went. We were all in bad moods because we were just, everyone was on different levels, you know, of, of what they wanted to do that night. So we got wasted and then um, went and kind of like browsed the hotel and found some some ghosts mm-hmm. like they showed up in pictures and yep. they had this like paranormal researcher on staff there and he was looking at our photos and was like holy shit <laughs> um and i'm like wow i'm not afraid of ghosts if i'm a little drunk yeah because uh, i've seen ghosts my whole life mm-hmm. and i've had a ton of paranormal experiences since i was a kid yeah. and no one believed me and finally i was like this is much better drunk <laughs> professionals yeah. believing you yep. i'm not scared uh and then we found I, out that you have some i've also well. had some paranormal experiences and i'm just like a pretty high functioning alcoholic so i just <laughs> match made in heaven yeah yeah so we were like let's make a podcast yes um, and write shows and be silly and scare each other yeah yeah we do that a lot yeah except now i still get scared even if i'm drunk it's like doesn't work <laughs> you guys drink more <laughs> That's where my Kid on the level. came and play <laughs> on the Queen Mary. Yeah. We, we spent a night on the Queen Mary last week, and oh boy, I yeah. packed Xanax, weed, <laughs> gin. <laughs> yeah, I destroyed that gin. I Amy thought, thought I was, was drinking water before bed, and I'm like, good for her. She never, dr- I never see her drinking water, and I'm like, damn, she just guzzled that like, down. Oh She's like, it was gin. <laughs> I needed it, honey. Um, yeah, so that's that's, that's what, what we, we do. do. We've got we pick a theme yeah. um, and a themed drink. And so uh, this week our theme, since I am leaving Hollyweird, uh, we decided I to don't do. Like that. She doesn't like Mad. it. It hasn't happened yet. Mad. Uh, yeah, but she's that's pretty fine. That <laughs> not handling this well. It's fine. No one is. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm. I was also not handling it well. So um, yeah. so let's drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so our themed cocktail is uh, a little flashback. Our very first episode we ever did was about Marilyn Monroe, and we made uh, this drink. Diamonds are a ghoul's best friend, and I did a good job this time. Yes, yes you did. I never do a good oh job. Oh my god! The first five drinks we made were so disgusting. Can't Everything tastes like Robitussin. 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 All like, Robitussin. How does a martini taste like cough syrup? How does a beer taste like cough syrup? Yeah. Mar- how does a Bloody Mary taste like we just really And I was stuff like, up. yeah, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I did drink it though yeah. every time. You are a high functioning it's alcoholic. Re- it's no, it's part of my religion. Yeah. My and finish. I think my tummy hurts now. Finish like, what I'll I take it. Yeah. I'm like, well, we can't um, have an open container. <laughs> You're like, there's a sink right there. I'm like, yeah, there's a sink right here. Uh, <laughs> 
so anyway, that's our that's our drink for this time. You our, really nailed it this time. Thank it's you. really delicious. And I actually, because I know I'm gonna miss you, I miss you already, even though you're still here. And I was going through all of the photos we've ever taken together for the past mm-hmm. seven years. And I have, and I put them in a little album so I could just look at them when I miss you. You guys. And um, I, I want to tell if I'm really sad or creeped out. Uh, <laughs> you sh- both? Now I'm creeped out. I'm by creeped me. out that you didn't already have one. Oh. <laughs> See, where's my Amy album? Show me now. Do you have one? Yeah, right. Airplane mode. I don't have um, <laughs> And there was a picture of you making this drink from like 18 months ago. And you and we were in your little kitchen and you put like little sprigs of rosemary or whatever in and we were and you made a little sign that said I diamonds remember. are ghoul's best friend. I yeah. remember because I remember that picture because I had just moved in and there w- it was it was stark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much. I, I had bought champagne flutes to make that. Aww. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't have any. Remember the recording didn't work, and so we actually had to re-record, and we never remade the drink. We're like, let's just drink Pellegrino. I don't have time for this. Yeah, because we went yeah. to it. We were like, oh, yeah. recording on our own is above our pay grade. Let's pay someone else to do it. And then we were like, we're not allowed. We're not sure if we're allowed to drink in somebody oh, else's yeah. studio. We, so we were like, let's pretend to drink. And then they were like, you guys know, can drink care it's a podcast studio everyone's drinking all the time we got many many sound mixers drunk yeah during our we podcast. absolutely yeah. did so. oh yeah bless them bless them so anyway um hey guys hey, everyone oh. here's got a cocktail cheers cheers your neighbor cheers. thank you for coming thanks for coming cheers diamonds are a ghoul's oh, best yeah. friend oh, thank yeah. you and thank you to our gracious hosts Holly and Diego for lending yes, us thank you. your beautiful home. Diego just cheered for himself. I he, love that I about him. Diego should always cheer for himself. He's that awesome. Uh, who should go first? You, you. want to go first? Me? Yeah. Okay, I'll this go is first. night, baby. Did you just play a sound of... Diego, you're going to get kicked out of your own home. I knew he was up to something because he's staring at his phone like, gosh darn it, you Diego. See me, I get militant, but it's with a purpose. Because yes, I know. Because people listening won't see this. You look beautiful. Oh my God, I love you your look dress beautiful. so much. Thank you. you. Our Marshalls $22.99. Oh, <laughs> rent the runway monthly subscription plan. Um, unlimited. You just rent dresses you can't afford and send them back. Hell yes. I can't return great. this. I've sweated in it. Oh, I, I've sweated in this, but the price includes insurance and dry cleaning. Oh, so. there's like a sweat fee? I love that. I don't got to worry about it. I could spill wine on me tonight, and I don't have to worry about <laughs> really? it. Really? Is that so privileged? Like, I'm just going to spill wine on myself. Someone else will clean it. <laughs> Although for a moment, I felt like I looked like I belonged in that. You know on Main Street at Disneyland, those barbershop hotel yes. people? I kind of feel like I might it's blend that, in too much with them. If it's I, that, but fashion. It's yes. fine. Like if I wear a little straw hat, mm-hmm. I could just walk up and be like, Honey. By the light yeah. of the silvery moon. <laughs> that's that's uh, your uh, your Disney bounding like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're Ariel and I'm one of the barbershop <laughs> guys. <laughs> That works. That works for me. That works. Okay, great. Um, Oh, I would love to hear what you researched. Well, thank God, because I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I already already can't talk. Oh, no. What did you research, Sammy? Well, uh... I well the first thing I did is I tried to find out if my apartment was haunted because I'm leaving in a week and so I never wanted to know before just in case I didn't find out it was haunted but I did find out in 1922 there was a uh, daycare called Happy Land Kindergarten and it said with a mother's love 
Haunted. Thank so you. haunted. Oh, God. I looked for Ew. a little while and I couldn't find anything else because there are a shocking number of kindergartens named Happy Land now. Which Ew. is just is creepy, right? That sounds creepy. I'm not doing that. Happy Land. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, my. So instead, I decided, I was like, we've, we've done this topic kind of off and on, you know, a little yeah. bit. And so I was, you know, what have I missed? Uh, and I decided to go to something that I see like twice a day every day, but I didn't know anything about it. Ghirardelli's chocolate <laughs> deli, whatever's oh, next to I'm intimately familiar with that yes. place. Um, no, this is the Pacific Warner Theater on Hollywood Boulevard at Wilcox. I you know, know that giant that theater that's been boarded up for years and years and years no. but it's gorgeous and beautiful and it's got the uh tower on top the radio tower on the side of hollywood boulevard opposite of second city mm-hmm. wilcox oh, doesn't ring a bell <laughs> i'll just i'll drive by it though well yeah. that's my research thanks okay. guys uh <laughs> spooky <laughs> uh no it's this giant theater and it's boarded up yep whoa okay definitely haunted let's talk well i should hope so as it's what i did my research on for our haunted podcast (laughs) um all right let's get into it oh i got most of my information uh i wrote this website has the shit uh bizarrela.com oh i've been on it right it had the shit Mm -hmm. okay it was the shit as as the kids once said so here's the shit uh on may 30th 1925 uh it was announced that warner brothers studios purchased a plot of land at the corner of hollywood boulevard and wilcox let me keep describing it to you you'll get there 1935 Uh, yeah yeah okay i remember uh they were gonna build their first california movie palace um they were gonna spend 1.25 million dollars which as we know is a ton of money in 1925 Oh my gosh, that's like five billion dollars. Approximately, yeah, absolutely. Um, They hired uh, this like famous architect to design it, and it was going to be like Spanish Gothic themed. Spoiler alert, it is. Um, And uh, originally, it was going to have a tower modeled after the Woolworth building, so it was going to be like a big tower in the middle of, of Hollywood. Um, the construction didn't start right away because money was tight and Warner Brothers was a very small studio at that time. It was a small struggling studio. Uh, and the studio's main source of income was actually Rin Tin Tin movies. So obviously they were doing fucking great. Um, when you rely Rin Tin that dog? Yeah. When you're relying on a dog for your main source of income. Woof. Ooh, that was not. Oh my God. That was the worst accidental pun God ever. Bless but you. But you know I say woof about everything. I like do. Like happy, sad, frustrated, approval. I'm like woof. It was it was the best, and I I won't. Yeah. Okay. No. I know you're I'm mad. gonna live. You're mad. I'm gonna she live hates in it. bad puns. No, nope, you're angry. No, they're. No, I get it. We'll talk it's, about it later. Okay, fine. Um, okay. just move. <laughs> okay, Rinsen, I'm leaving the country. Was that live action? I'm sure they killed a lot of dogs. I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Live action do- animals in the 30s. 1925. Yeah, exactly. Yowza. So Sam Warner, the studio's vice president. So weird that he worked at the Warner Brothers, right? Um, that was not a good joke, and I do apologize. Um, uh, he was the vice president and sales manager. Uh, so he was aggressively going out looking for new investment opportunities. And in 1925, he convinced his brother, Harry Warner, uh, who was the president, to purchase the radio station KFWB. 
Uh, so uh, this led to the meeting with General Electric, and they showed Sam this latest thing, this new sound technology that they had. And Sam goes, I've got this great idea. Why don't we pair this up with movies and do it at the same time, and we can have movies that talk. What? Whoa. Right? As Charlie Chaplin shat his pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Sam pressured his brother, Harry, to sign a contract with, uh, Western Electric to develop a series of experimental films, uh, pairing the, the sound with the video. And Harry initially was like, bro, we're looking to make money, not spend money. I don't want to do this. Uh, but Sam eventually won the argument and Harry kind of reluctantly was like, fine, we'll sign this contract. And they created the subsidiary called Vitaphone, which you may have heard of. Uh, so they developed this new technology. And they created a bunch of like short films uh, that paired music, at, but you know, little little operatic short films, just to kind of prove that this was a thing that they could do. Um, uh, oh, and uh, Vitaphone premiered on the West Coast at Sid Grauman's Egyptian Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, which we also covered in a past episode. It so is so haunted. It's very, it's haunted. very haunted. And that pig and whistle next door, don't even fucking oh, go there. <laughs> First of all, haunted. do not go there because it's haunted. Second of all, do not go there because it's terrible service. And third of all, do not go there because it is crawling with Scientologists. Okay. <laughs> What are they purchasing at the Pig and Whistle? I don't know. They're right next door, though. They got that. They got. They all live in that little. It's, I don't want to talk about it. They're gonna find me. So, uh, okay. So the experimental films like were kind of popular, but not really making a lot of money. And you know, Sam was like, "This is great. Let's do it." Uh, and Harry was like, "Again, I'm trying to make money. We're you know running out, brother." Um, <laughs> And <laughs> Warner brother of mine, my, my, mine own Warner brother. Um, so finally, Harry goes, all right, great. I'm going all in. We're going to make this one movie off of this Broadway play called The Jazz Singer. Yeah. I love it when Amy notices a thing. I love it when you know a thing. I know the jazz you singer. You know the jazz singer. I you love it. You ain't seen nothing yet. Because I'll no, do wait, this a lot. You ain't heard <laughs> What was that again? Yes. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet? Because it's sound. Yes. So, um. I was a tour guide at Universal Studios. Oh. I just want to say, I know everything there is to know about all movies, except for that theater on Wilcox and Hollywood. <laughs> 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 it it's wasn't close. on by Universal. Who cares? Warner Brothers is our, no. So, they decide to make the jazz singer, and Sam wants it to debut in a large movie palace, and he's like, well, conveniently, at the corner of Wilcox and Hollywood, I'm building this place. This is where we're going to premiere it. And the architect was like, well, hold on. I have to finish building it. And he was like, no, no. no. <laughs> You're going to hurry up, and it's going to be finished in time. Um, and, and also, the architect was like, fine, but we're going to have to make some modifications. And Sam was like, no. We're going to do it exactly like I said. You're just going to do it. He went full, you know, I smell trouble. Yeah. 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 I smell roofs collapsing. Oof. I smell bad electrical wiring. It's, it's. Yeah, you can't rush a palace. You really can't rush yeah. a palace. That's, yeah. that's what's going on my tombstone. <laughs> you can't rush a palace. 
Rome wasn't built in a day, they say. You ain't heard nothing yet. (laughs) So the jazz singers completed in September of 1927. And at that point, Warner Brothers is in so much debt, it couldn't keep its promise that it would premiere the film at the theater in January. And according to legend, Sam Warner stood in the lobby of the Unfinished Movie Palace and angrily cursed the theater building. Mm. Which, like, first rude. Because, like, it wasn't the building's fault. Yeah, they ran out of money. They ran out of money. He was changing the plan. You just can't do it. Rude. And now he cursed his building. He cursed his building, right? Good job, buddy. So get ready. In September, Warner Brothers officially announced that it would premiere, uh, the jazz singer would premiere in New York. Um, Burn. And then uh, Warner Brothers was going to dissolve the Warner Brothers Theater Corporation because it was such a terrible failure, you know, not finishing their their palaces and whatnot. They were on their fifth Rintintin dog. Exactly. <laughs> they were like, they keep they're, dying. They're just running out of dogs. Get they can't, dog. can't, can't breed them fast enough. <laughs> Uh, so on October 5th, the day before the jazz singer's world premiere, Sam died in Los Angeles of a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 40. <gasps> oh. So the day before it premiered, after oh. yelling at that building, he died mysteriously. So news of his death stunned his brothers, who did not attend the premiere, obviously. Uh, meanwhile, the jazz singer smashed box office records and uh, saved Warner Brothers Studios. Um, that one big gamble uh, wow. they won. Uh, so the theater, <laughs> great research, Tammy. I wrote owned by a bunch of people, blah, blah. <laughs> um, that part was boring. We don't care about if that. If those people are not ghosts, we blah, right. blah it. So yeah, it, it, it went through a bunch of changes, but the theater officially closed on October or on August 15th, 1994 um, because of damage from the Northridge earthquake. <gasps> Earthquakes, so relevant today. Relevant. Oh my gosh. And the Hollywood red line apparently caused a bunch of damage. Sorry. Um, like it was just. It weakened the building structure. So it was like, because now there's a big hole under it because of the subway, which now I'm like, mm, I'm not getting on that subway anymore. Yeah, I know. That's creepy. Uh, so from 2004 to 2006, uh, USC's Entertainment Technological Center used the building for testing digital production system. So there were people using it. It just wasn't a theater. And then um, there was a, a church that moved in for a little while. Uh, until I know the building. Yeah, 2013. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. The Scientology Center? No, Ecclesia. Never mind. I don't know the... (laughs) I I said church, not cult, Amy. Uh, Come at me. Oh. (laughs) Um, You're the one leaving. I have to stay here. I know. So it's been boarded up since 2013. Nobody knows what to do with it. Do you no one knows what to do with a building in that prime real estate? Well, they're trying to, like, sell it, but nobody will meet their price because it's, like, a historic monument and everything. Yeah, it's worth five billion dollars I think we've determined. we've determined that uh wow. um do you want to hear about the ghosts, ghosts? yes okay. many people believe that sam warner's ghost still haunts the theater definitely uh in the great <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here folks it's haunted i don't know this building but i know he's there it's haunted he's gotta be um i'm gonna show you this building it's like right in front of the knickerbocker too which yeah. we stood in front of and like and we did a whole episode on the knickerbocker yeah Anyway, <laughs> I can't let go. Um, I think I have to drink less in the podcasts because I actually didn't know where the Knickerbocker was for real until a few nights ago. I was driving to Hollywood and I, I was like, oh, we, oh, there it is. No, we didn't stand in front of it. We saw, 
Did we? <laughs> oh, oh, keep going. Okay. Let's hear about the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, in the 1970s, two late night cleaners on the same day quit their jobs after seeing Sam Warner's ghost cross the lobby, enter the elevator, push a button, and take the elevator to an office floor. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. That's not like, was that a weird knock? I'm leaving. Right. That's I saw a misty figure in bro the distance. Bro walked over, like, summoned hey. the elevator, <laughs> got Hello, in. Sam Warner here. I'm just going to go to my office. Um, people have also seen Sam Warner's ghost anxiously pacing the lobby and walking the upstairs corridors. Um, he's also specifically been seen, so right, uh, he died, and the day that they opened it to screen other things, they put a memorial plaque to him, obviously. Uh, and people see him around that plaque a lot. Whoa. Um, so other paranormal claims include the sound of chairs dragging across the floor and scratching sounds coming from empty offices late at night. Uh, in 2004, uh, Paul Miller, who was a technician with that that entertainment technology center I told you about earlier, were you paying attention? No. Um, I'm like, technology mm -hmm. center? Uh, the yeah, USCP. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, he told the Los Angeles Times that he had witnessed paranormal activity. Uh, he said, uh, you're standing there alone and you know no one's in the building, but you hear your name called out. You'll put a tool down and it winds up missing. You lose stuff. Lights flash on and off. Doors open and close. Hmm, he's he's kind of to the point. <laughs> yeah. Paul K. Miller. Oh, I thought you meant Sam Warner. I'm like, yeah, yeah. he knows how to haunt a place. Right? Like, he's, he's on it. He's like, on he it. He definitely yeah. did his research in advance. He's uh, listening to the podcast now. He's like, that's yeah. what I should be doing. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's my favorite. Uh Miller also told the Times, because this really dates when this USC thing was, was in here. Um, uh, let's see. He told the Times that cell phones, pagers, and palm pilots. Pagers okay. is what it stood out to me. <laughs> Not like, palm pilots? No. What is the pager? So they do like one, four, three. And like, I don't have a significant other. Who did that? What does that say about me that I clued in on Palm Pilot, not pager? Did you ever have a pager? No. I wasn't a drug dealer, Amy. <laughs> mean either, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have one. Okay. I had one. My mom bought me one. Yeah. Is your mom a drug dealer? My mom was oh, was a drug dealer. Oh, okay. I was her mule. That's and right. We had codes. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so I wasn't a dealer. No. Okay, yeah. I get it. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, I'll use the correct language. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> palm pilots went away. The end. Um, so they wait. They went off mysteriously in the building. They would disappear. Well, they disappear. Mm -hmm. So as we all know, ghosts they they get their energy from technology. So like batteries drain, mm -hmm. right? Pagers. I think these were just disappearing, disappeared. but yeah. Oh, so he was like eating. I just swallowed. <laughs> I mean, I that swallowed is a burp very politely, by the way. I have been wondering this whole time if you were going to burp in front of other people like you do in front of me all the time. <laughs> I burped so bad on this podcast and... And I was like, I'm not going to do it tonight. No, ma'am. And I didn't. But we now everyone knows. So now I can. I also. So now I can. I may or may not have given you champagne with a motive. <laughs> There's also a lot of vodka in this champagne. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, all right. So then. Oh, uh, recently, uh, a person named David who used to work maintenance at the theater uh, agreed that the building was haunted. Um, anyone who spent any length of time there, he says, has their own story to tell. 
Uh, asked about his stories, he just said, it's the spookiest place, the basement level, storage units are there, and the lower lounge is definitely haunted. That's not specific, David. Yeah, we want to know stories. Uh, yeah, okay, fuck him. Thanks a lot, David. Uh, fuck you, Zavon. So you want to hear a fun story now? I thought all of that was so fun. But now I want to hear your version of a fun story. Yes. Ooh. Pressure. Okay. Tell me you went. Here's my version of a fun story. Okay. You went there. At this theater in the 1950s, there was a young usherette working at the theater. Yeah. It was gendered back then. Um, They were showing Alfred Hitchcock, Strangers on a Train. Love that movie. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Having already seen the film, she advised two patrons who arrived during the last 10 minutes assholes um to wait until the beginning of the next showing to avoid spoiling the ending she was like don't buy a ticket wait till the next one because you'll ruin the ending the manager observed this and fired her on the spot (gasps) publicly humiliating her by stripping the epaulets off of her uniform in front of everyone as if a a military tribunal happened to this (laughs) usherette oh my god that's so sad two decades later this person was offered a uh, star on the Walk of Fame because it was Carol fucking Burnett. Oh, and they said, Hunty, where you want it? And she said, I know exactly where I want it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. So you can find her star right in front of this theater because she knows how to keep a grudge and that's why I like her. Oh my God. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the haunted yes. as fuck Pacific Warner Theater on Hollywood yes. Boulevard. I'm going to just look for Carol Burnett's star and then I'll know where this theater oh is. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. I'll just be, I'll play tourist for a day. Like, excuse me. This do is, you know where Carol okay. Burnett's star is? This is my favorite because now I get to drink now a lot. And now I have to do my research with a buzz. Um, that was wonderful. Thank you. Yes. And, um, when I was researching most haunted places in Hollywood, that Time Warner, no, no, nope. Pacific Warner Center place. Mm-hmm palace came up mm-hmm. and um but i chose the comedy store on sunset boulevard i'm so thrilled you did this uh i pulled from britannica unsolved mysteries wiki fandom and the daily bruin my god which is probably ucla mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't really go to college uh so so have you heard about how haunted the comedy store is i have absolutely heard how haunted it is i've never been but my hairdresser is right across the street so i pass it all the time mm-hmm. And I've been like really interested, but then they've got that two drink minimum and mm-hmm. they're so overpriced. And I'm not into stand up so much. I know you could handle a two drink minimum. No, did you not just see the lights flicker? No. Did anyone else see the lights flicker? <laughs> Hand, raise a hands, everyone saw the lights flicker except Will for the you. owners of this home tell us if that's normal. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So you know exactly where it is. So I've heard from um, people in the comedy community that it's super haunted. And I've been thinking about it a lot. And Ty thought tonight was the perfect night to do it. So uh, the comedy store actually started as a uh, swanky, like, CNBC nightclub in the 40s called... Okay, I'm taking Italian. I am Italian. So I would pronounce this Tiro's. But it's I think it's C-I-R-O apostrophe S. Ciro's? Ciro's? Ciro's. 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 Thank you, audience. I like to say the Ciro's, but uh, it sounds like the uh, the cereal, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I will consult my 
Italian tutor about this. Yeah, we'll update um, this. I don't think an Italian owned it, though. Um, but it was run by the mob. So maybe it is Chiro's. <laughs> How do I tell her? Uh, <laughs> what? Are you in the mob? No. Okay, great. Me neither. Uh, not, not to my knowledge. <laughs> I used to, as a child, be so fascinated with death, the paranormal, and the mafia. And, and I'm New York Italian, and I asked my grandmother one day, because I saw all these like, um, black and white photos of my great uncle, and uh, he... It just fucking looked like a mobster photo. Sure. It's just a bunch of dudes in dark suits with their arms folded in front of their chest with these stoic expressions. It was framed on a mantle. And I just went up to my my mom and I was like, Is un- was Uncle Show in the Mafia? And she's like, don't you ever, ever ask me that again, That enemy. means yes, I know. And then get this. She said he was in construction. <gasps> I have mafia blood for sure. Oh my god! I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work that next time I visit home. Oh which my is next god, week. Amy, I'm uh, very excited. Like, do you know who I am? Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Joe's great niece. Uh, so we all have Uncle Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got an Uncle Joe. Come dine with us. Uh, okay, so uh, I oh. I wrote this today. Let me start by saying this. Uh, I wrote this. Uh, the Hollywood Comedy Store is located. Oh, oh my God. That's At right. Hollywood and Wilcox. Yeah, no. <laughs> in front of Carol Burnett's store. <laughs> uh, it's actually located in an area of, sun- of the Sunset Strip that was not under the jurisdiction of the Los Angeles Police Department until 1984. It was fucking the wild I'm west sorry. like literally the wild west so who was in charge whom the whom? mafia <laughs> apparently oh especially a man named nope not him nope and oh mickey cohen you yeah mickey cohen yeah you know him yeah <laughs> me and uncle joe we go way back uh Wait, there's yeah you know of him? there's a lot of movies about him i thought you were joking me no don't joke at me tammy he's like the most famous la mobster really he, he, yes right well, I, I, I got a story okay, for you because funny story normally when it's just the two of us i can very confidently be like yeah of course but now i have people watching me and so like but yeah right guy mickey cohen right and, and, Never heard of him. And, and that movie, right? Tell me the movie. L.A. Confidential. No, um, L.A. Confidential. I've seen it. Okay, all right. I don't remember it. Yeah, 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 totally. Yes, absolutely. I knew all about him um, way before this. So, uh, I, in my words, shit went down. Okay. Uh, the comedy store started life. As Ciro's, one of Hollywood's snazziest, not my word, I copied and pasted that, nightclubs uh, during the 40s and 50s, uh, built by nightclub (laughs) impresario. That's it. You got it. Woo! It's getting hot in here. Uh, William Wilkerson in the late 1930s. (laughs) He's not a real person. (laughs) Hi, I'm uh, uh, Willie Wilkerson. (laughs) Wilkerson. Yeah, that's it. Wilkerson. Uh, uh, It offered a a swanky hangout for Hollywood stars and high-profile people. Like, it was like the C&B scene place. Like, it was like if you wanted to show up in the gossip column, you went to Ciro's. So the first time you said that, I thought you said C in BC. <laughs> and I went, that's not a kind of nightclub. C-N-B-C. But I let it go. 
Is that a new the news station? It's a news mm, station, and I was like, I'm confused, so I'm gonna <laughs> let it go. C and BC. If you're Dean Martin and you want to be on CNBC, uh-huh. you showed up to Ciro's twenty four seven, guys. Uh, yeah, it was cray. Like there was like a lot of burlesque clubs and speakeasies, even though prohibition was over and they had um they would like advertise they get a lot of clientele in by having these high end um strippers i don't know do we still say strippers i don't know okay great um and great 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 uh so um it like catered to like the hollywood stars and high profile people including gangster mickey cohen known as the king of sunset strip who used the club as his base of operations damn uh he had peepholes drilled into the walls so that he could see who was coming and going oh Oh my god i thought it was gonna be sexy oh no, they weren't those holes. Not. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe, probably. Both. It's he like, could see who was coming <laughs> and going. You could. They were just wide enough to like shoot mm-hmm. someone through it, see someone through it, or stick your dick through it. You make yeah. your own glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to shoot you or stick my dick through this hole for you. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay, so... So, among the celebrities who frequent, frequented Ciro's were Marilyn Monroe. Shut up. Diamonds are a ghoul's best friend. Uh, Humphrey Bogart, Laura, Lauren Bacall, uh, Ava Gardner, Sidney Poitier, Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, Mickey Rooney, Ginger Rogers, Dean Martin, and Judy Garland, and so and many in sync. more. <laughs> <laughs> But Justin Timberlake was at the Copacabana, (laughs) New York. Uh, Frank Sinatra was even arrested there in 1947 after punching a newspaper columnist. Fuck yeah. Uh, (laughs) While dancing, drinking, and dining went on upstairs, Ciro's basement was the site of darker doings. Mob henchmen, I I don't know that, that's a stupid word. Uh, They they beat, tortured, and killed those who did not repay debts um, or who owned competing clubs, betrayed trusts, or crossed the mob in some way. Mm-mm-mm. It was believed that Mickey Cohen buried his enemies under the basement floor after he killed them. Also, pregnant showgirls and mob girlfriends received illegal abortions in an upper level uh, room of Ciro's mm. um, with at least one woman dying from her abortion. Oh, no. So, I mean, if we want to get political, it's just like, okay. fucking legalize abortion in every state. Okay. Uh, so that doesn't have to happen again. Uh, I don't want to go to the comedy store for a fucking abortion, Tammy, do you? No. (laughs) Wait, are you thinking about it? I think we've all seen abortions at the comedy store. (laughs) (laughs) Never getting booked there, okay. Oh, boy. So... Today, it's called the Comedy Store. Um, you know, it's a super popular comedy club. Um, it was owned by Polly Shore's parents, Mitzi, who just recently passed, I, I believe, right? Am I right? I have yeah. no concept Thank of Polly Shore's life. <laughs> uh, great film, In Laws. I don't know. It was like 91. Hey, I knew LA funny. Confidential. I don't know In Laws. Okay. It's Tomato, yeah. Tomato, yeah. That's all I remember of his career. Uh, but his mom was a, she She huh. ran the comedy store. Good and for she her. just recently passed. And uh, so Bad it's super her. popular. Um, operated on the Sunset Strip since 1972. Um, so the comedy store has um, like birds careers for Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Jay Leno, and Arsenio Hall. And in sync. And in sync. <laughs> Except Justin Timberlake, who was doing stand up at. 
the, the laugh factory. The laugh factory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. The seller of the laugh factory. <laughs> um, so, um, okay. So, oh, <clears throat> but late at night. Oh, God. The ghosts of Ciro's rule a roost. <laughs> Was that dramatic? Enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a little scared. Okay. So here's the ghost stuff. Are you ready? Uh-huh. One night, on his way out of the back door, scandalous, comedian slash security guard Blake Clark heard banging on the piano in the belly room. So I've never been, but the belly room's like a smaller room. I think it's upstairs of the comedy club. Have you been? Yeah. Confirmed. It's been confirmed. Thank you. Thank you. Is there a piano? Okay, great, great. Uh, otherwise, this guy's lying. Uh, so he heard, so so Blake Clark heard banging on the piano in the belly room. Uh, oh, there it is. A small venue on the second floor. Great. Some, all right, we checked it out. Right. I'm glad it's, you weren't making it up. So some of the witnesses um, had already, wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. All right, so he heard that, but other witnesses have claimed to have heard that as well. In addition to uh, this one uh, waitress who would open up the room and light the candles to set up for the night. She would arrange the tables and leave, and then a few minutes later, she'd return, and the candles were all blown out. No. The lights were off, and the door was locked. Fuck that! Yeah. So she'd return with the key, and she'd, she'd find that the door was already opened for her, and she was the only one there opening up the club that night. Like, yes. make up your mind, ghost. I know, right? They're playing tricks. I don't like mean. it. Um, so she'd set up the room again. Um, okay, so back to Blake Clark. I think I copied and pasted this out of order. Uh, so when I've never done that ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> um, so Blake Clark, he hears that piano playing. He rushes upstairs thinking that somebody got locked in. So he like runs up and he unlocks the door and then the piano stops playing. He flips on the light. No one is there. No. He checked all the corners. Um, he relocked up. And then when he went to leave the building, he heard the piano again. And this time it was like a loud, angry, like banging on the keys. Not just someone like, you know, Uh diddling around on those keys. It was like a mad five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, how dare you make me take these lessons, mom? You wanted to do sports. Uh, (laughs) So so he actually heard the piano on numerous other occasions. Uh, There was never anyone to be seen in the room. Another night, Blake made the final rounds in the large showroom, which uh, used to be Ciro's main room. Okay. okay. And I, I I found some really great pictures of what that club used to look like in the old days. Hell yeah. Picture this. Just those like plush booths mm. and like a, a stage for like an 18-piece band. Yeah. You know, a giant, giant like dance floor and just like, you could just tell. It mm-hmm. was like, it was pretty pretty cool swank yes swank swazzy swazzy so um so that was Ciro's main room and now it's the main room of the comedy store um so uh every time he went down to like that main room he would make all his final rounds and uh he would lock up and then one night he stopped in his tracks, Tammy. Oh, no. What happened? Because a chair on Stop. the end of the stage no. began to slide all Fuck. the way across to the other side. By itself. No. Yes. And he stood frozen as we do when we're scared. Or you and I, we hug each other. We hug each and, other aggressively. Um, and he said it probably went about 20 feet. And then in a flash, he found his feet and got out of 
there. I thought this was going to say he found his feet elevated off the ground. That's kind of what I thought, yeah. too. And I, I mean, I read this so many times to make sure I was familiar with the story. Uh-huh. And I'm still like, oh, my God. It's very scary. Good it's Lord. That's horrifying. Um, so another night. They must have paid really well because he stayed. Because he was hanging yeah, out. Yeah, he was like, oh, well, I guess it's another night. Uh-huh. Um, he went to the rear of this empty stage and he turned off a light. Okay. okay. Um, seconds later, he turned around to find, oh, I've heard this story. I've actually heard. I think someone's quietly coming in. <laughs> Quiet it, enough to make me piss my rental runway me. dress. Can we take one half Just of a pause? Enough. Are you ready? To get it clean. Come in. <laughs> so quiet. Um, okay, so may I continue? Yeah, please Great. continue. Okay, so. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, so he turns around. There were 40 chairs stacked on top of each other. <laughs> and I actually heard this story from someone else's mouth once. And I was like, that's bullshit. And it actually, it's AC. <laughs> <laughs> The AC kicked on, thank God, because when I'm scared, I sweat I'm a little and I get warm, so red. And I normally I am, so, am never like, mad at air conditioning, but right now. If you need an omelet, I'll cook one on my cheeks right now because, Ooh. holy shit, I am sweating because I'm nervous. 40 fucking chairs? Yep, 40 chairs piled silently. Uh, center stage, about 10 feet away from him. So, like, he literally turned around, swung around, and there they were, all stacked up. And that was the moment he quit, right? No. <laughs> no, it Blake, wasn't. there's nothing we can do for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so. I pictured that frog. <laughs> Which one? The Warner Brothers? Uh-huh. Double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double-double
in a World War II bomber jacket who fades upon sighting. Also, a huge black phantom in the basement, and they have also heard a woman wailing in the basement when no one was there, well, when no other guests were there. Um, so there are also some comedians who have had paranormal encounters while they were performing on stage. Oh my there. God. Are you about to name drop? Yes. Hell. No, I don't know these guys. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. No, we don't know them. We That's don't know fine. them. It was me. <laughs> my amateur set. Um, so according type to, type type. um, stories, um, strange events occurred whenever Sam Kinison performed at the comedy store, who I learned through my husband is now passed on um so when he was performing there he would hear hissing noises um through the speakers which also could be bad wiring right but we're believers so it's a ghost um and uh and also a few people claimed during one of his set they would hear a whisper saying it's him (gasps) during his act (laughs) yeah he fucking wishes Oh my God, it's him, it's Sam. <laughs> um, after after his set one night and while on stage, uh, Kinnison demanded the ghost show itself. And when he did, all of the lights in the entire building, not just the stage, but the whole fucking structure went out. Um, what I my take on that was it was like a really good tech person in the booth that was like, yeah, uh-huh. finally. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I'm um, hitting the ghost button. I'm hitting the ghost button. I knew it was here for a reason. Finally. <laughs> Blows off the dust. <laughs> Fuck with comedians. In case of emergency. <laughs> And then the comedian Jay Moore. Have you, yeah. you know of him? Yes. You guys, Jay Moore. With an H, right? Yeah. Who? With an H. With an H. Yes. Yes. That's how you know I know it. I can spell his name. I think I did background on a show he was on. Yeah. Great. Great gig. If you guys make it to Hollywood, do background. It is rewarding. <laughs> um, you learn a lot. Uh, so he claimed to have also experienced this ghost on stage or a ghost on stage. And this is interesting. He says when he was on stage, he always felt cold on the right side of his face, which we know. <gasps> You're is a obsessed ghost dream. with feeling cold on one side of your body. Yeah, I only get chills on my right side. Yeah. Wait, his was right side. <gasps> Me and Jay. Man. There's only one side it could have been. That like connection when we did back when I did yeah. background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like pretty. I'm like, oh my god. It was right like side. it was like the it was like the back right side of you. Yeah. I always got. I to- really apologize again for that one. Wait, why? I don't Because it was it. background and I was... Oh, okay. I, a dire- just, I was just agreeing. You know, like, directional yep. jokes are really not no, anything I, you I'm should. understanding it now. Yeah, okay. Yes, it was good. I wish you Did wouldn't. you finish your drink? You should get another. Get another so that this is more funny. Um, okay, Oh, my so. God. Everyone's giving me more drinks. Yeah, Thank get, you. Get me one of those. I'm a little We should do this sweaty. with people all the time. Really? <laughs> Samwana, <laughs> give me a drink, please. Thank you. Um, so, Jay what Moore, are you doing? Like, I'm He's talking to the ghost. I know. Oh, <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> um, because I want him to serve me. Um, okay, so so okay, so Jay Moore's on stage, and he's like, the audience is not laughing. I blame the ghost. So he yells <laughs> out, same. right? He yells out in the middle of his set. Get the fuck out of here, ghost. That's exactly how he talks. <laughs> that, um, as a coworker, um, you know, like trailer buddies. Uh, we, uh, yeah. Uh, get the fuck out of here, ghost. 
And then the audience finally laughs. And my take on that is, um, like, yeah, good excuse. Like, I just almost spit out my drink, so I, I have nothing. Like, anytime we don't get laughs in a show, it's, we just, yeah, it's, it's the ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the ghost. I'm like, great cop-out, dude. Um, so anyway, uh, it might not just be the Ciro's era ghosts that haunt the comedy store. So uh, back a, a while's a ways back before like Jay Leno and David Letterman were who they are today. They were still stand-ups. Yeah. Fat, fat? Fightin'. Oh, fightin'. I thought you said... I just said it in a stupid way. (laughs) I thought you said they were fat and I'm like, damn. Rude. Um, They aged very well. Uh, So they were helping to lead a, uh, like a strike against the comedy store because Mitzi Shore was not paying. Oops. She was allowing people like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, like, hey, you're coming out here to like exercise your talent. I guess we do that at Second City. I have no comment. (laughs) Strike! (laughs) I have no on-record comment. (laughs) So during the strike, uh, one of the uh, employees uh, who worked for the comedy store for pay was also performing for no pay. And to prove his point, during uh, these strikes, he jumped 14 stories from a neighboring building to his death and landed right smack dab in front of the comedy store. And attached, uh, well, not attached, in his pocket was a note um, and it read, my name is Steve Lubitkin. I used to work at the comedy store. So I would assume he haunts it. He's got a grudge. Yeah. I'm shocked. This went from really funny to really fucking serious. How do you like think people become theme? ghosts? They have to die. Something tragic. <laughs> tragic. I mean, I'm not blaming you. You don't die happily and go, I'm going to fucking haunt this shit. You know, like yeah. it's got like a deep, heavy. Right? I know, but that's like. That's bad. That's like commitment. And I like. Know. I know. Guess what, though? Mitzi started paying her employees $15 for one. I'm empty. For one set. <laughs> Uh, which I'm like, woof. Look, um, you have more drink. <laughs> it's a thank you. Um, and then I, I don't recall this because it was pretty recent and we were living here. But in October of 2015, tragedy struck the club again. A man was fatally shot standing at the entrance. Mm-hmm. To, really? You remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, 150 patrons were inside watching a show. Uh, witnesses said the gunman was standing 10 feet away when he shot the victim. I was listening to a lot of NPR at that time, so. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I heard that one. Yeah, I did I did not know. Um, so here, so some dude from some thing wrote his firsthand account. He took a tour. Cited. Here we go. Well, here's why I'm discrediting him. He was a non-believer and kept saying, allegedly, supposedly, according to stories. And I'm like, dude, don't do a report on ghosts and hauntings if you don't, if you're just going to like, like our tour guide on the Queen Mary, Mm-mm-mm. you know, it's like, stop it. Don't ruin the fun for us. So he took a tour and it sounds like he was really trying to disprove that the comedy store was haunted. Um, he said that the general manager, Jody Barton, um, took him on a tour and uh, he took him into the belly room and the, the guy taking the tour was like, why is it called the belly room? And he thinks it has to do with the, quote, back alley abortions performed. Babies don't heroes. come from bellies, you dumb cunt. It should be the uterus room. Is that where babies come from? Okay, great. I've never had one. Good job. Mom. Uh huh. Where do babies come from? Uterus. Thank you. Um, um so uh ba 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 Oh, so the like the author's like, yeah, it was pretty spooky, but that's because it has a lot of mirrors and neon red signs, and so it, it makes it look really eerie. That's my definition of spooky. Yeah. Mm. Neon signs. That actually is that is spooky.
spooky. Um, so then he's taken to the sound booth, which he had to crawl through holes in the walls to get to. That's oh, those spooky. holes in the walls. Okay. Damn, they could not give it up. Uh, then he um, goes outside um, to like a dimly lit hallway where the tour guide said that some employees once playfully experimented with a Ouija board. Fuck. That's what started my entire paranormal life. I played with a Ouija board at a very young age. You don't play with a Ouija board. Well, a Ouija board plays with you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what's going on in my tombstone. Well, when I was seven, a Ouija board played with me. And Amy, it was we'll talk about it later, okay? Oh, yeah, We're going to get okay. you some counseling. I'll use. It's okay. I'll use the doll. Thank you for trusting us. Um, so <laughs> the supposedly. <laughs> this isn't funny. I'm sorry. No, voodoo dolls are funny. Okay. Uh, so supposedly the door. Well, okay. So the employees are playing with this Ouija board in this dark alley. And the door to the side of the staircase leading up to the comedy club flew open and they all fled in fear. Um, <laughs> this guy says, uh, where I went to where this supposedly took place um, and I noticed a couple of holes in the wall. So also, the, I already said that the mobsters used to look through holes, but then they also had larger holes to put their guns through to shoot anyone they didn't like mm-hmm. who was like coming into the club. Right. Like, I don't like you. You're dead. Um, so that was eerie. And then one employee once, uh, thought that they saw someone staring in through the door's rectangular window that like the door that leads into the club. So an employee was standing outside, saw a person staring out of the window. Um, they opened the door for this person and then there was no one there. Um, this is one of multiple stories of people watching humanoid figures do impossible things. Ghosts. Uh, one ghost has even been known to walk through the tables arranged in the main room. So um, after the tour, longtime performer Argus Hamilton said an upper part of the building used to have arcade games. And when he used to play those arcade games, him and his fellow comics would often spot movement in their peripheral vision and turn to find nothing there. And he knows of events that have unfolded in the building since his gaming days. Uh, a sketch artist who claimed she could see ghosts uh came in once she was completely not connected to the comedy scene like never even has been there before um but you know we've seen those on those paranormal shows that we watch where you have a uh, like psychic sketch artist right. sketch out what they yeah. see instead of describe it so that that was what this woman did she comes in she's unversed in the com- the comedy scene um uh, she sensed an entity right away and she sketched someone who looked exactly like a comic named ollie joe pratt prater so funny, right? Remember his classic joke? About the, the, the holes and the... Yeah, the holes and the peepees and the holes. Hollywood yeah, and So funny. Yeah. Oh, yes. Scientology. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sketched uh, someone that looked just like him. He died in 1991 uh, just after performing at the comedy store. Um, so while the stores surrounding uh, the comedy... St- stories surrounding the comedy store are often uh, created by a spooky sense... The creepiest thing that this guy says he saw during his tour oh God. was the glass piano-shaped table in the back room that was reserved for that night's performers. It's nicknamed the Coke Table. Yeah. And um, he goes, he says, it was not hard to imagine the many famous noses that had rubbed their way across the surface. <laughs> Get Boo! fucked. Get the fuck here ooh, that's the scariest thing you saw a mirrored table that people snorted coke from please i used to work at nightclubs in miami 
And let me tell you, the scariest thing I ever saw was the reflection of my face in a mirror at 8 a.m. as I was closing (laughs) up and going, oh, like when they turn those house lights on, you're like, no wonder no one tipped. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've sweated my body weight and it's still on my face. I don't know how. Why am I wearing a halter top as a skirt? <laughs> this is not right. Uh, true story. Um, so yeah, so that is like insanely haunted comedy store. Oh my god, oh my god. that was so scary. <laughs> if you, you hated it. So if you I'm go, I'm quitting comedy. Yeah, I'm quitting comedy. I'm too haunted for it. If you go and the comic's not funny, it's obviously the ghost. It's fault. obviously yeah. the ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to know something really interesting? No. Um, okay. Okay, I do. Okay, so um, in the 70s, Liza Minnelli um, had her wedding at the comedy store. (laughs) She married Jack Haley. Liza with a Z? Yes, Liza with a Z. Not Lisa with an S. Huh? (laughs) Is this a reference to a show? It's a song. It's a song. Mm. Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because Z goes nuts. I don't know it. It's a song. I don't know it. She wrote a song about her own name. She's a fucking queen. Oh, it's queen. Queen. So she got married mm-hmm. to Jack Haley Jr. at the comedy store. So they like changed like the outside. They made it look like Ciro's. So it was already the comedy store, but Cute. they reverted it to look like the old nightclub. Love a theme. And so Eliza, as we know, is Judy Garland's daughter. Jack Haley Jr. is Jack Haley's son, who was the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. How cute mm-hmm. is that? It's adorable and also very sad. Why? What happened? Eh, just that whole family. It's sad. The Garlands? Yeah, all of it. The yeah. Minnellis? Yeah, sure. I thought you meant the fact that she married the Tin Man's son. That's also sad because he <laughs> died, right? Didn't he die from that makeup? The Tin Man died no, from that makeup. The original Tin Man had an allergic reaction to the makeup because it was Ooh. real silver. Yeah. And he went to the hospital. So Jack... What did I say his name was? Haley? Haley. He came in. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> my husband is my, You're cool. he's my Turner classic movie. Yeah, like, normally I am too. Yeah. I, this is good. Yeah, no, You're the first guy, me. he went into like uh, shock or the, he had a bad reaction because it was real silver mm-hmm. back then, right? Um, Coward. Was it? <laughs> That's the lion. Yeah. Was that t- Warner Brothers? <laughs> no, no, no. That was. No, nah, it's on the Sony lot. MGM. 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 Yeah. MGM. Because they got that real ugly uh, uh, rainbow. Rainbow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rainbows are ugly? Well, this sculpture of a rainbow is pretty ugly. Am I right? Okay, thank you. (laughs) So they got married there, which I did not realize she married him, and I just thought that was the cutest thing. It's pretty cute. Yeah, it's cute. Like, Sammy Davis Jr. was there. Like, the whole Rat Pack went. Bob Fosse was there. Um, Sam Rockwell, who plays Bob Fosse yeah. in the FX series Fosse Verdon, was there. Wasn't. He probably uh, wasn't but wouldn't there. that be neat? Um, yeah, so they got they got married there, and they they converted it to look like zeros, which so I thought cute. was so stankin' cow. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Probably a Judy Garland might have been there if she was alive. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to come up with like a funny joke about that earlier, and I lost it. I'm I sorry. totally lost it. It's something about like. It was probably a ghost. No. Yeah. The ghost took my joke away. Something about like, like Liza. No, no. It was something about the Tin Man. Oh, I got it. Hold on. Hey, Amy, what about that wedding? (laughs) I'm trying to set you up. I'm not doing a good job and I'm sorry. (gasps) I can't do it because I'm too excited. Well. (laughs) She's doing her Judy Garland. (laughs) No, it's Liza Minnelli. Sorry, I meant her Liza Minnelli. Okay, so it's a little bit of both. 
Well, I was gonna marry the, the tin man, but I heard he was rusty and bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was fun. I am drenched in sweat. Yeah, it's hot and it's, it's. And I'm going to send this back to Rent the Runway immediately Great. and have them clean this. Let's and make I'm never going to wear it again. Uh, I have a question. Uh, so, at this part in the show, we frequently read stories that have been sent in by our guests. No, by our listeners. listeners. <laughs> they usually email us. It's a segment called Up Ghost and Personal. And uh, so they email us at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or we actually have them in the studio. What are you doing? Diego, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs) No, Tammy, this is Diego's house. You can't say that. (laughs) I can and will. All I need is a cold towel, like on my wrist and my armpits. Luckily, I'm the editor, so I'm cutting that out. Uh, Uh, No, ma'am. So anyway, if anyone who has you... Ghost Actual stories. Has had a real ghost if anyone encounter? had any ghost story that they might want to share with us, no pressure. Oh my God, Caitlin, do you have a ghost story? You want to come tell your ghost story? It's a, it's a, a little bit of a sideways. It's a Get your ass up yeah. here, you guys. This is Caitlin. Yeah. Here, come right here. Don't sit in my seat. There's a sweaty butt cheek mark for <laughs> sure. I like Paris. Well, it's not exactly a ghost story, but th- I want—I just wanted to say that I did a show at the Belly Room, <gasps> um, <laughs> and the chairs were stacked to the ceiling, and everything flew around in a cyclone, and a ghost said, "You're dead." Oh my god! Uh, yes. No, but I—I I just wanted to say it was the worst show of my life, and the host was fucking insane and yelled at me right before I went on stage, and I bombed so hard that I pretty much stopped doing stand-up after that. So I think it's the ghost. <laughs> my awesome impressions and comedic timing it's mm-hmm. a ghost you know yeah it's a ghost now i know um i have a million ghost stories i've told most of them on this podcast sure. already but i feel like everyone in here doesn't subscribe what do you think my best ghost story is tammy what do you think the scariest one that's what's one the one that scared you the most of my personal ones um the fucking lows man <laughs> But it's scary. How all dare right, you? Right. Can I can I share it? I'll share it real quick because it's short. It's my shortest ghost story. But yeah. I've seen ghosts since I was in Cad. And uh, I hate it. And uh, also love it because it gives us content. Um, okay, so this was recent. This was in like the past year and a half. Because I shared it almost immediately when we recorded. Uh, I went to uh, the Target at the Burbank Empire Center. Shout out, uh, great <laughs> store. Uh, I had to pee real bad, which is not unusual for me. It's and not. Um, they were. I already said I was gonna vamp and keep them all here so you could go pee first at the end of the episode. Thank you. You know I'm gonna have to. Yeah. And this actually, I'm um, sweating so bad it probably looks like I peed this chair, but cool. it's sweat. It's thigh sweat. I believe you. Thigh sweat. Um, I put a lot of lotion on after my very hot shower today, and mm. it was a bad idea. Okay. Uh, so I had to pee. The restrooms were being cleaned at Target, and I was like, shit. 
So I went to the Lowe's. That's like right next door, right? Have you been to that? I've been to that very Lowe's home improvement. Because I texted you the minute I was there. That's right. That's right. So I love Lowe's. I love home improvement stores. They, I love the way they smell. Mm -hmm. It makes me happy. And so I didn't mind. I looked at a few plants and forgot I already had to pee. So gotta look at those plants. Gotta go. Love those. That Mm -hmm. succulent section is just to die for. To die for. Uh, so I went to the bathroom and I have a, I'm very, I'm a little OCD. And, uh, so I have a thing where when I go into a public restroom, I have to look down and look at every single stall and see which ones are occupied and which ones aren't. And I'm very particular with the one I choose. Does that, that make weird? you OCD? Cause I do that too. I mean, I, Maybe not. Okay. Okay, great. So it's not OCD. It's just normal. It's just normal. And if you don't do it, you have a problem. You're weird. Uh, so I go in and it was dead quiet. It was like two o'clock on a Tuesday, you know? And so all the sto- the doors were wide open. And so. Free range. I, yeah, man. You're going to let some farts go in there. I could just let yeah. them ramp. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that. I was at the point where the bladder was so full. I couldn't even line the seat and sit. I had when to you're squat. Talk- when you're talking to yourself, like I'm doing, I'm getting the pants off. Yeah. I'm getting the pants like off. Like my pants you're are like, already it's almost, it's almost there. It's yeah. almost there. I'm like, I'm just still going to examine every stall, yeah. but my pants are already down. Mm-hmm. At my, at my you're ankles. like still I'm making like, the movement yeah. when it starts. I'm like, if I pee a little bit, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. it's fine. No one will I'm, know. I'm, I'm no th- one's I'm in there. Thirty-seven years old. With that age, yeah. we're at that age now. <laughs> we're transitioning. <I> it's <laughs> a transitional, just a little pee. Uh, so I, uh, I like to use the the first two stalls because I saw this episode episode of Oprah when I was a kid that she said like the bacterial contents are lower in the first few stalls because people tend to skip them. Oh my so god! I'm a skipper. <laughs> you got so the first two stalls. So I, I chose the second style and I had to pee so bad. So I just squat. I just hovered, you know, and I'm hovering, paying on the midstream and I'm already taking the TP out and I face center and I see feet coming into my stall, teeny tiny baby feet, like little itty bitty four year old feet in my stall with these chewed up sneakers on their feet it almost looks like old 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 converse that aren't actually converse like off-brand converse right that may be tracked tracked like a hundred thousand miles in their lifetime and uh attached to like the skinniest little ankles i've ever seen and like a denim blue tights and uh so i got not just like oh that's weird this kid is like spying on me but i got this incredible I can't even ex- describe it as like this this incredibly like pained feeling of I have to get out of here. It wasn't even like I don't want to investigate this and talk about it on the podcast. I just felt like this voice telling me like go 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 go. I'm midstream. <laughs> uh, so what am I gonna do? You know, it's like peeing during an earthquake. It's like well, <laughs> here I am. Uh, so. For a minute, I thought I was maybe having a panic, a weird panic attack. So I looked a little and I stooped a little bit lower and I was like, this is, it's impossible because the where the toilet paper was on the left side of every stall, in order for those feet to be as far into my stall as they were, there is absolutely no way that that child would have had to been basically laying down almost flat and putting their feet in to my stall the way that it, it was. You couldn't, you just couldn't without falling over. And I felt so fucking terrified. I, um, I wiped and got the fuck out of there. I didn't wash my hands, which is my worst nightmare. That's I'm the like, part of the story ah! that really affected me. 
And I was out of breath. I was clammy. And I was like, okay, there's got to be an adult waiting for their kid here, right? And there was nobody around. It was empty. And uh, I got the fuck out. I ran to my car. I was so scared. And it's just a weird fit. Like, we always say, like, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. That was like like a primal fear mm-hmm. feel, feeling of, um, and I've only had that once, and that was at the Lyric Hyperion. Uh, I was waiting to use the bathroom before doing a puppet act for a show, and I felt that exact same sense of like, I'm, I shouldn't be here. I need to get the fuck out of this hallway. And it turns out it's very haunted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a really, it felt like an evil, evil entity. And I remember when I first saw you that story, you were like, I'm sorry. Not the Lowe's Hotel, but the Lowe's Home Improvement <laughs> Store? <laughs> You just don't expect that to be haunted. It's weird. It's weird. And th- so that day, that creeped me out more than anything, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I've seen full-bodied apparitions, and I've seen I've seen it all. And, and yeah, no, that, by it all. that fucking yeah. stuck with me. Just something about, like, tiny little feet yeah. that are so, like, corporeal, and but clearly not, not able to exist. It wasn't physically, like, humanly possible. And also, you're just in Lowe's in the middle of the day. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, it's not like you were just exploring plywood. some old, abandoned, insane asylum <laughs> asking for that shit. It wasn't like know? I was exploring your old building that used My to be a daycare God, in the Happy 1920s. daycare. Right? For a mother's yeah. love. Yeah. Also, how, like, um, I felt very vulnerable. I felt very invasive. I was urinating. Like, get out of here. Well, may I please pee in peace? Bathrooms are always haunted. It's always, it's just we a did, fact. We did it's find that out. Yeah, they they can't, they love water. They can't <sighs> cross it. So, yeah, that was my, yeah, thank you. Thanks for my, pimping me out thank for that you story. Because I asked scaring for Scaring me again. So, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm going to drink some more. And yep. uh, if uh, you guys have any stories, you people here or listening. Wait, oh, wait, we have wait, story? wait. I wasn't expecting yes. this. I was starting the outro. I was starting the outro. This is amazing. Hi, can you please introduce yourself? Certainly. Get your fucking butt sweat off of there. My name is Shay Harris. Hi, Shay. I know that one. I know you from the interwebs. From yeah. the internet. Uh-huh. Man, it's yeah. nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you in person. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've lived and worked in several haunted locations because I'm a, an adult goth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of within the realm of things that I'm into. Uh, not that I seek it out, you know, just like, just like happens that way. Sure. I, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I have two stories if you want to hear them. Okay, let's that hear it. That are relatively... Good for this. Um, when I was in college, I had to end up living in the oldest dorm on campus, which is, again, fine, because I like that shit. Um, my grandmother lived in that dorm, you know, however many years before me. Adorable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one time when I was leaving, I, I say that I, was, that I had to live there because it wasn't where I was assigned first, but then we had, like, a sewage emergency and had to move. Like um, you do. As one does. We've been there. So, like a month into my freshman year, I started living in a very haunted dorm, the oldest dorm. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, one day when we were leaving, they were renovating the door, I guess, or something was wrong with our main door. So, we went out through the middle door, and a friend of mine and I were walking out, and this place is known haunted. Sorry. I'm jumping all around. That drink is strong. Uh, You're welcome, Shay. (laughs) I like it a lot. It's delightful. Um, So this place is 
is very haunted. The story is a girl named Cricket fell in love with a professor back in the 40s or something. And then... Was he an ant? <laughs> Bless him. No. <laughs> he was a man. Ah. Just a man. Just a man. Um, but she, she killed herself because I think he had a wife. She threw herself from the bell tower of... Oof. Of RGH is the building at New Mexico State University okay. campus anyway. Uh, the go, yeah. Moving right along. Woo. Cricket is the, the ghost that haunts this place. And when we were leaving from the door that we don't usually leave from, a big cement pillar thing was pushed from the roof. And it landed almost on us. Stop. No, it's for real. <laughs> and I, I had actually... Yes, you can't. I yeah. had forgotten about that story until the friend told me about it again like years later. I think I'd like blocked it out. Yeah, I would have too. So anyway. <laughs> moving so on to you, Cricket. Moving on to the next story. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I did to piss her off, but you know. Now I live in California. Hey. Where uh, the earth will kill you. There you go. <laughs> right you are. I don't even feel the earthquakes. I've only no, felt one. Oh, I felt yesterday's. Yeah? There was a I've lot of drinking after that too. Yeah. <laughs> I've only felt one and then I'm worried there's something like wrong with me. Oh my, Honey, I'll trade your spots. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this story is also from New Mexico um, at a restaurant that I worked at called Double Eagle. And we make a big deal about it being haunted because it's in a very old part of the city. Uh, I say make. I don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you take ownership. That's fine. But anyway, we, uh, we made a big deal about it being very haunted and there was a death portrait in one of the rooms. I don't know if y'all, y'all like know a Victorian death portrait. Because yeah. yeah. the Victorians real. were so bad at not dying, they would take pictures <laughs> yeah. of their dead relatives. Because well, sometimes that's the only picture you'd ever have of Well, yourself. this is a little girl. Uh, Especially kids. Especially kids children. Were really bad at not yeah, dying. Yeah, because they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get portraits of them done when they were alive. It's too fast. You know, if they died young, like also you had to be real still for those pictures. Exactly. (laughs) So, her parents. uh, Her name's Isabella. Her name's is a. You know her name. I know her name. The room is named after her. It's called the Isabella Room. That's just asking for it. Double evil. So Isabella. (laughs) Isabella uh, died, and of course they had a portrait painted of her, and she has a really creepy little doll in the portrait. Um. And I had never, no one had ever told me about her specifically as a ghost that they had seen. But she said my name. She whispered it in my ear in the kitchen. We only had, like, male cooks. So she said, Shay. <laughs> Real creepy-like. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would, Shay. That would stick with me. I don't serve anymore. Good for you. Good for you, Shay. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh my God, I appreciate it. Ew. That's why I don't serve anymore either. Yeah. Because of the ghosts. Because of the ghosts. Yeah. So many ghosts. My God, this has been enlightening and terrifying. Yeah. Good news. There's more drinks and real food to and eat after this. And there's going to be snacks because I'm taking Tammy off. says no one can eat during the live record because their crunching will be on the mic. And I said, we got to feed these people. We can't just and drink. I said no. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, that was fun. Thank that you. That was re- You're welcome. For. Yes. 
You're welcome. Being a friend. <laughs> we were singing that earlier. That was really fun. What a perfect farewell party for you, oh, Tammy, yeah. who has to move because you're so mean to me and leaving that me all by myself. That is the exact reason I'm leaving is because I hate Amy uh, and I can't stand not. to be around her anymore. We are recording two episodes tomorrow. We have yeah. no idea the topic yet. And uh, we're just going to stack them up before you take off. Yeah, we are. And, um, we're going to keep going. It's going to be just going. fine. And for all of our listeners, if you have a story you'd like to share, you should send us an email at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze. And follow us on Twitter at Banshees and mm, Booze. <laughs> and um, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play. And wherever you get your podcasts. And Tammy. Oh, fuck. Yep. Remember, if you see a ghost, go to Home Depot instead of Lowe's. Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, stick your pistol through a hole and shoot it. Thank you guys for coming out. Oh, that was fun. I love you.